Hey everybody and welcome to the Journey Journal Podcast where we chat all things faith, love, and lifestyle. I am your host Annette and I am so, so, so thankful that you joined us today. I am extra excited because it's our first episode of season one and I have been wanting to do a podcast for so long. So I thank you for tuning in. I hope that you'll continue to tune in because this is just the beginning. There is so much more in store. If you don't know, I have a blog. It's called the journeyjournalblog.com. And there we discuss very similar topics that we'll be discussing here at the podcast. But I wanted to start a podcast because I think it will give me more freedom to go into more detail and have more of a conversation with you all about some of the things that I talk about on my blog. I understand that everybody is not a reader and that's okay. We all have strengths and weaknesses and things that we like and dislike. So I wanted to be able to move my passion for our generation and showing them that you can live for Christ and still be a dope person, still, you know, be fashionable, still have fun. But I needed a different avenue, an extra avenue that I could chat about those kinds of things so that I'm reaching more people um, so that we can continue to build our community because I'm really excited um, about some of the things that the Lord has given me. So on my blog, we've been discussing millennial marriage. But more recently, we have been discussing the seven C's to a successful marriage. And I wanted to start there today. My husband even said that he will join us for a few episodes. So y'all, we in the game because he is not about the picture life, the podcast life, social media, all of that. So when he said that he would join me, I'm like, okay, God gave me this idea because like I said, he is not into that at all. So I am just ecstatic and I cannot wait for y'all to hear him. Um, he just has so much wisdom, so much input. And I think it's good to hear from a man about how they feel about, you know, marriage, love, faith. Um, so I think it'll be great to just have his perspective on things as well. I think as millennials, we have so much potential. We are brilliant. We're innovative. We're self-starters. We're entrepreneurs. But I do also think that we're lacking in the area of community, meaning we don't use each other enough. We're in the culture of self-made or no new friends. And it's jeopardizing our future, y'all, to be honest. I want the Journey Journal podcast to be a place where we can have a dialogue and talk about what it's like to be young and saved and balancing all that and we know what that requires. But for today, let's just get into the seven C's for a successful marriage. So number one is communication. When me and my husband got married, or even before we got married, we you know, tried to glean from experience and seasoned couples and ask different people what they thought that the number one thing was to have a successful marriage. And nine times out of 10, everybody said communication. And I don't know why we, th- we thought that that was so just cliche, like just a formal answer that you give, but almost four years in y'all, 
I will tell anybody the number one thing that you need to have a successful marriage is communication. I was watching my friend Sincerely Sierra's YouTube video and she gave a list of do's and don'ts of marriage and she kind of went into communication as well, but she went into it from the viewpoint of listening And I really thought that that was a good point to make, that in order to really communicate with someone, you have to have a listening ear because a lot of times we're just waiting for them to be done so we can come back with our rebuttal, but we have to actively listen so that we can make sure we understand what our spouse is saying, our future spouses are saying so that we can communicate more effectively. Number two is compassion. I am so tired of this cancel culture that we are in. Am I the only one? I mean, is grace just something that we, we're just not giving anymore? Because Jesus gives us grace every day. It is so important to be compassionate, not only towards your spouse, but just people in general. Um, you want to be able to give that grace and forgive people when they, when they make mistakes. This is really important in marriage. Your spouse isn't going to be perfect. You're not perfect. You have to go in with the perspective that we are learning together. And in order to learn together, we have to be gracious towards one another and show that compassion when it's needed, when it's necessary. Um, Also, because you go through hard things in life, every day isn't going to be sunshine and rose petals. There are times when you go through hard situations or maybe your spouse is going through something. Maybe they had a death in the family or maybe they lost their job or anything, not just negative things, but you want to be able to be compassionate and allow your home to be a shelter for compassion so that your spouse can always have that safe place to go to, especially as a woman. That's one of the things that I pride myself on. I always want my house to be a house of compassion of serenity, of um, just thanksgiving, because our men, they are up against so much. And I know we are, and we'll get into that another day, but they're against so much and they already fight so much in the world. When, When they come home, you want to make that a place where it's almost like they have a sigh of relief, like, thank you, Jesus. And if you guys want to talk about some of the ways that I, you know, make sure that my home carries that type of presence we definitely can but the main thing that I do is pray I pray often and every day and I try to make sure that I do it in in an open area like our living room somewhere where we all where we normally come together um, and congregate you want to make sure that the spirit of God and that peace is in your home at all times Um, because that you know creates the space for compassion to be in your marriage. Number three is commitment, period. I mean, that's what marriage is. You have to make a conscious decision in your mind that no matter what, you're going to be committed. Because like I said, every day isn't going to be a good day, you know? (laughs) And I remember my mother-in-law told me, she said, some days you're not going to like him. And I never thought that I could get to that point. And honestly, I haven't totally got to that point. And I pray that I never get to that point. But there are some times where I'm like, you know, 
you don't agree with what they're talking about. You're not liking something that they're doing and you might not like them for that moment, to be honest. Um, but that's where you have to be committed. You have to be committed to the marriage, good days, bad days, um, and sickness and health. It even says it in our vows, um, that, that you have to be committed in your marriage. Number four is compromise. It's all about give and take. You don't want to be in a relationship with someone who is controlling or has a dictator personality. You always want to compromise because if you really love someone, their happiness is important to you. So it's all about give and take. Like I said, you shouldn't always be settling and always giving up what you want because then that's just being, you know, a pass or what is it? A pushover. You want to, you have the right to voice your concerns and the things that are important to you and your, your spouse should welcome that, but it is important to compromise and make sure that you guys both agree because that will, um, help your communication and it'll just help you in decisions overall. Number five is community. So we talked about this a little bit in the intro. Community is so very important when you're married. You want to be able to have people that you can go and talk to that can relate to you. It's difficult. It's not impossible, but it's very difficult to relate to and talk to someone who who is not married or who's never been married or who's in a marriage that doesn't reflect how you want your marriage to look currently or in the future. I always say that I want to be connected to a younger couple because that way me and my husband have someone to pour into because I truly believe when you're teaching, you're also learning about yourself and about your marriage. You want to have a couple that is around the same age that you are so that you can have someone to relate to, to bounce ideas off of somebody that, you know, you can tell or you know talk to them when you're going through good times when you're celebrating when you're going through not so good times and it's imperative I think I don't think millennials do this enough it's imperative that we have um, marriages that are older than us because you want to be able to see where you're going what you're striving towards experience is the best teacher and when you have Um, couples in your life that are older than you they have so much seasoned experience um, that we need to be successful and that will keep us from falling into a lot of loopholes Um, and I'm thankful for that that we have that in our life and so like I said you need community to be able to help you move forward and also to just grow the standard of love in our community. I remember when I was younger, um, I'm, I'm sure this happens with a lot of people, but my mama or my grandma, you know, would borrow things from people or somebody would come knock on our door and say, Hey, can I have some sugar or ask your mama if she got some butter? It's like, I feel like that would never happen with millennials. I don't know what it is about us that we're so prideful that we don't like to ask for help. And I'm not putting it on, you know, out there like it's not me because I, I that's the area that I definitely struggle in is asking for help. 
Um, but like I said, it's important because we need help. We need each other. God did not create humans to do life alone. You have to do life relationally, especially when you're married, you need other people to lean on, um, to get advice from, to help, to teach. So community is so, so, so very important to me. Number six is credit score. My husband gave me this point, actually. And as a woman, sometimes finances isn't something that always just comes up first for me. So I'm glad that my husband gave me this point because finances is very, very, very important in marriage. And you cannot be afraid to talk about finances. Um, You know, you want to be able to live in a house. You want to drive a car. When you have children, you have to think about um, school funding. You have to think about their college fund. You have to consider life insurance because we're not going to live forever. And these are things that you have to be able to talk about openly with your spouse, the area of finances. Number seven is Christ. Now I put him last, but he is most surely not last. You have to have him in the center of your marriage. I think that's, I know that's what's made the biggest difference in me and my husband's marriage because he has his own individual relationship with Christ. I have my own individual relationship with Christ. And when we can live that out together and bring that, you know, in one accord and in unison, it just makes for a beautiful life. It makes for a beautiful marriage because ultimately God created marriage. He's the creator of marriage. And so why not put the creator of marriage at the center of your marriage? It just takes the pressure off, honestly, because you know that no matter what, God is in control. God is the head of your house and he's going to take care of you. But you have to come together as a couple and pray and communicate, talk, you know, read the Bible and talk about the scriptures. Um, you know, go to church on Sunday when you can. I know that we're in, we're in this um, pandemic, but what my me and my husband will do sometimes is pull up a um, broadcast that we like from a church on our computer, on our phone, and we'll sit there and we'll watch it together. And then we'll discuss what they're talking about, or we'll read our Bible together and discuss some things that we've been learning. And it just brings such a peace and a unity. And when you can pray with each other, It's just nothing, nothing in heaven, hell, earth, or whatever can stop you and your spouse from reaching your goals, from reaching your purpose, and from from impacting the world and your generation. So Christ is key. Christ is the key. (laughs) So those are all of my seven C's to a successful marriage. Um... I am on Instagram at Annette D. Dunn, and I'm trying to get into other social medias. I do have a Facebook, but I'm trying to get into other social medias, but I'm just kind of old fashioned, y'all, honestly. And I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying to put myself more out there. That's one of the things that I'm working on. So maybe y'all can hold me accountable to that. Um, and if y'all know any other social media accounts that will be helpful for me, um, or that I don't know about, please reach out and let me know. That would be great. So before we leave out, I am going to pray us out and I look forward to 
what God is going to do through this podcast. I look forward to just communing with you all and having open and honest conversations about how, what it's like to live life um, as millennials. I'm looking forward to how God is just going to bless us and everything that he has in store for us. So I'm just going to pray us out and I hope you come back for the next episode because we're going to talk about communication and my husband is going to be in on that episode. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much. We just thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to come together and to commune with each other, Lord God, to talk about the most beautiful thing, one of the most beautiful things that you have created, which is marriage. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you will help us search our hearts, Lord God, search our hearts and our minds, Lord God, and remove any clutter, Lord God, remove any blockages, Lord God, that may be hindering our relationship with you, Lord God, and hindering our relationship with our spouse, Lord God. I decree and declare, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you're touching us and healing us in every place, every void place that we have, Lord God, you're making it right, Lord God, you're making all the crooked places straight God in the name of Jesus we pray right now for every young lady every young young man that desires to be married that wants to be married Lord God we pray that you would clothe them Lord God in patience clothe them Lord God in fortitude God but give them Lord God the 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 knowledge Lord God the courage to enjoy Lord God their season of singleness Lord God help them not to waste this time Lord God to learn themselves to learn more about you so that when you connect them with their spouse God they'll be they will be healed they will be whole Lord God they will be healthy Lord God and they will start their marriage out on a good note we thank you we love you Lord God we ask that you bless this this podcast Lord God that you allow it to reach who you want it to reach Lord God. And we just thank you. We honor you. We give you the glory, honor, and praise until we meet again. It's in your holy name that we pray. Amen. See y'all later.